uh, at that point, while, while I do not, uh, other than occasionally sending a prayer over through through SMS text to Stephen, um, uh, I really don't normally communicate with him all the time. But in this particular case, I had, and uh, it was because I I as and certainly not at the level that Stephen knows, but um, am very very aware of the fact that nothing is going to get past the Mossad. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I'm involved, you know, to, to some degree, I, I understand very intimately and have done an awful lot of research on their capabilities, their signal intelligence. Uh, you know, they are the, they're second to none. Let's leave it at that. So at that point, um, when you realize that they're, you know, usually a hundred exits ahead of the rest of the intelligence agencies, and you see what happened, then you know something's awry. Then they come out and they tell you that the that the uh, that the Iron Dome, you know, missile system is operational. Which you know, I'm sorry, but at that point you have to draw a line in the sand with the uh, coincidences. It's just not the case. So immediately there was a high level suspicion as things were starting to unfold. Never mind all of the. You know, when you're when you're looking at intelligence, so when you're doing trying to take, you know, when you, when you got when you got all of your sources essentially lying to you, and that's what happens. There's biases that occur. Don't even get me going on Nazi World War II, Germany, and Goebbels, and and the the whole concepts of behind, you know, to, trying to keep people off track, and and you know, but when you have dynamics such as what we saw unfolding, knowing beyond any shadow of a doubt, there was no possible way that is that the Mossad was un, was unaware. And you see them unfolding in the manner that they did unfold. And then you start to see inconsistencies. So if you're monitoring, you know, the one side of the argument, you know, maybe you're, you, you, what, that's what you want to do. You want to use your, your, your critical thinking skills to analyze multiple sources, multiple disparate sources of information that, tip, that typically will disagree with one another. And then you look at them and you find that which correlates. So you correlate the data that is lining up and making sense, but you're always going to be suspicious of it to some degree. But there are certain, uh, you know, things, there are certain things that you know that uh, it's what I refer to as a known fact. It's, it's, it's something that you can latch on to. And one of those things is the, um, is the fact that the Mossad isn't going to miss anything. Period. End of story. Uh, and 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 we know that. So to have multiple claims of breakdowns, even even to the point where Netanyahu, who isn't as on the up and up as a lot of people think he is, um, the you immediately you're on 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 a point of suspicion. But then, within very short period of time after that, you're seeing conflicting reports. Conflicting reports coming not only from from, from but you're getting conflicting reports. There are people that are part, you know, they're Israelis. They're in the, they're in the kibbutzes, and they're coming forward on their own because everybody is a walking channel, you know, CBS News with their cell phones, and they're plugged into Twitter. They're plugged in all over the world, and so if you're collecting that intelligence. And you're seeing the inconsistencies of the reports coming out. Um, even the woman who uh, the, who had did, done the uh, live broadcast uh, during the moment where there was a news claim that several babies had been decapitated had come forward later and said she felt horrible because she was never able to confirm the report. But you're ne you're never going to hear that listening in the mainstream media news, and and so when you start seeing these inconsistencies of the data, that shouldn't be there. Right away, all of your alarms ought to be going off, and now you start to look at things through a different set of eyes. But then the 
sprinkles on the cupcake, as it were, so what I like, you know, tying a ribbon on the problem, is when you had these very, you just had to look at the big picture. You had to step back away from it. You had to get your, stop listening to the people talking about how terrible this is and how terrible that is and, and all the people, you know, you, you need to stop that for a second. You need to elevate yourself past it. Because remember, Philippians 3.20 says that we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Amen. Okay. It doesn't say that we're supposed to get involved with these things. It doesn't say we're supposed to be jumping into the crowds and you know and stirring things up. It says that we are citizens of heaven, and we are commanded in uh, Colossians three two to keep our mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world. And First Peter two, uh, uh, two uh, for First Peter two nine, I think it is. Um, it says that we are uh, you know uh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You know we have to understand we're separated on holiness, and and it's not our job to be getting involved. You know we want to watch we need to watch for jesus jesus warned us that we're supposed to be you know if we knew when the, the thief was going to come we were going to we're going to be watching so we're supposed to be watching and praying we are in my opinion now granted things are going a little bit slower when you look into the forward when you look in the backward you, you're like oh my gosh it's been 18 months of the ukrainian thing going on but you look in the in in the forward you look in the forward view and, and everything seems to be going you know it feels like it's going in slow motion sometimes but if you go all the way back to general wesley clark from I think it was 2003, 2004, where he did a public uh, statement in regard, and I have an audio bite of that. I played on the radio show pretty pretty frequently, where General West, Wesley Clark, after the 9/11 event, came forward and said that he was called into a particular, uh, I guess, a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff or whatever, but was told at the time it was classified that the United States had planned to take out seven countries in five years, and one of those was Iran. So when you start taking all that data and you remember all the little bits and pieces and you start to correlate them together, you know what the end game is. What's the end game? The Bible tells us. The Bible tells us it's a great tribulation is really that's the, that's the thing that we want to avoid more than anything, really, because it's going to be so horrible during the great tribulation. I mean, you do not want to get cast into great tribulation, which is you'll find that in Revelation uh, 2.22. Now, all that being said. We then we start to see people coming forward. Now you got to understand: since when does the United Nations back Israel? Like since never? Okay. Uh, when are you going to see somebody like Trudeau, who happens to be like really good buddies with the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate? That's what I call the the, the World Economic Forum and all of the sa the satanic evil that comes out of that. The central bank digital currencies, uh, the things that are going on with the poisoning of us through means that we should know by now has been going on for quite some time. Uh, you know, the, these things are on purpose. Okay, we know about the Georgia Guidestones, the, the intent of these evil entities to basically reduce the population from 8 billion down to 500 million. Well, they're not going to be able to do that very easily. Okay, now, I personally believe, personally believe that, uh, personally believe that Russia is, uh, behold, a red horse. I believe that we are in the throes of Revelation chapter 6. And people will say, well, you know, this has got to happen first and this has got to happen second. Don't, don't be so sure about that. There's an awful lot of historical understanding that's in churchianity right now that really isn't accurate. Now, now all that being said, I'm not going to get into that debate, but the, but the real telltale event was when all these people who normally disagree about Israel, who are normally at odds over who's who in the zoo and all that kind of stuff, when they start coming forward and they're, they're going, they're saying things like, this is Israel's Pearl Harbor. This this is is not just one 9/11. It's several 9/11s. Now now, folks, you have to understand Illuminati speak. 
If you don't understand how they talk, how they communicate, how they signal to one another, if you do not understand that things were not on the up and up for Pearl Harbor, when you understand the the historical ramifications about the fact that uh, that that, that uh, Roosevelt was provoking the Japanese for quite some time, uh, you know, and and the way that the ships were rolled up, I mean, they were a set and duck, and and nobody will contest that. Okay. There was there's many reports and historical reports of of a uh, of a radar facility in the Aleutian Islands that notified, and they just said no 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 that's not happening. They kind of blew it off. Now the point is this: Pearl Harbor has been brought up. It's been held up by these entities. I call them entities because a lot of them are not human. They're fallen seraphim. Uh, uh, you know, for those of you out there who may or may not believe, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser uh, had done. You now he's passed away. Tom Horn, God bless his sweetheart. I, personally, I wish I was upsetting the marriage supper of the Lamb uh, dinner table with the two of them, but I'm not. I'm stuck here with you, and we all need to be working very hard to, you know, make sure we make it to the wedding supper. Now, all that being said. <laughs> yes. They're using code words. They're saying, oh, this is Pearl Harbor. Well, what did Pearl Harbor do? Okay, let's just pretend that nothing, nothing sneaky happened with Pearl Harbor and it was all in the up and up, which I strongly doubt. As a matter of fact, I'm certain that it was not the case. But anyway, and then they start seeing multiple 9-11s. Well, anybody who doesn't know that, that the buildings were brought down by controlled demolition by now is, well, I would, you know, if you were in a court of law, it would be kind of like criminal negligence you know i mean there's just way too much information out there so at you know and even tucker carlson has come forward publicly and stated hey uh you know if, if you're working for one of the major news outlets like fox news or whatever the case and you even mention building seven they will fire you and he said that very you know it's it's, it's all over the place out on the internet and um you know it, it, it's not a secret so when you realize that, when you compete, when you know that 9/11 was intentionally done for the purpose, for the purpose of starting the ultimately the endless war. Some people think it's to to grease the money, to make the the these evil entities that are part of the lawmakers of the United States of Babylon the Great, which is by the way who Babylon the Great is. You can read. I'm not saying that you know. I know there's a lot of people that believe it's a conglomerate of the Vatican and David Hunt's you know theory and all that kind of stuff. God rest his soul but the but i don't okay there's you know we have way too many prophets we henry groover a.a a. allen a.a uh, a. allen saw fish jumping out he saw uh he said it looked like when they bought when they detonated it looked like hiroshima but he didn't understand because the missiles were jumping out of the water well at the time that a.a a. allen i believe it was in 1954 had that vision there was no such thing as submarine launched nuclear missiles we had uh henry groover god rest his soul and he saw nuclear uh, submarine launched nuclear uh, missiles, uh, you know, being launched by Russia against the United States of, of Babylon the Great. Hey, John, okay. let, let, me, let me throw one thing in here for you real quick about about yeah. uh, I think that's interesting. I didn't I mean, I, I've listened to Henry Groover and, and what he has said about this before. Um, back, I don't know, gosh, eight months, year ago, maybe a little bit more. One of the things that uh, that Russia had done was that Russia had uh, had moved in. Um, they had moved in a large number of nuclear missiles, planted them on the ocean floor, on the ocean floor, and those missiles um, ha are, are are just waiting to be launched. And this was something U.S. intelligence had got a hold of 
so even besides submarine, somehow or another, they're planting nuclear missiles on, and this was off the east coast of the United States. So just a thought I figured I'd share in there with you. Go ahead. Well, hang on one second. It looks like we may have lost John. Give me one second, guys. I don't. They somebody don't want us talking to him. Reconnecting. Hang on. Let me let me call him back here. Aha! He's rebooting. I see where he's saying it right now. Um. The person you are trying to reach is currently unavailable. One second, guys. Uh, John, John Baptist with Tribulation Now Blog Talk Radio. Uh, gosh, John is he, he's, he's just full of information, as, as you guys can see there. Um, let me let him know that I'm trying to reconnect with him again here real quick. So, um, so... Okay, he's rebooting. Okay, so we'll give him a second to get rebooted there. But just uh, his 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 mind on history, everything is just phenomenal. And that's you know, like I said, you know, I'm on with him last night, and and John kind of did with me like I'm doing with him now. Just he just he gives you the floor, and he says, Steve, just take it away, and. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of would rather get more into a dialogue with him because he's just got some amazing uh, historical knowledge on things and, uh, and and quite frankly, just some very fascinating insights. One thing, too, we're going to be going into here. This is uh, some of the crisis actors that were used in news broadcast in Israel. And, you know, Israel, and, and let me just say this, though. Israel did not need whoever decided to use these obviously actors because in in several in the two clips that we have here they get caught laughing while they're doing this interview and um, but like I said though Israel didn't need crisis actors I mean this what happened there with Hamas and their attacks on Israeli civilians was horrifying. Uh, it was the most atrocious thing you could ever imagine. Just think, I mean, can you imagine in, in, one, I mean, in one day, one morning before lunchtime even gets there, more than a thousand people are dead, slaughtered. You know, and, and so please don't ever underestimate when, when, when you hear me trying to expose what the government has done or looking at now what's happening to the to the Palestinians, all these little children that are dying. I'm not here to 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 make make little of uh, what has happened. Uh, hey. We got you, brother. I was actually just sharing with the people here while I was waiting to get you rebooted here uh, about these crisis actors, and as I was sharing with them, brother John, that. Um, I said, you know, Israel didn't need crisis actors. They, they've got real, serious, horrifying attacks that happened on Israelis. Uh, you know, I, the only thing I can think, John, and, and, and I know I'm a little bit off track because you were in another area, but I'll just mention this. I was kind of speaking about this while I was waiting for you to reboot there. 
I feel like that maybe the reason why they didn't want to use real Israelis is because there may have been a fear that the that that on a news broadcast that the the Israelis might actually question, you know, why the military wasn't there for them. It, it certainly isn't for the for the they are. for the fact of Hamas did what they did. There's no question about it. It right. is a horrible, horrible crime against innocent Israelis. And I, I want to stress that because I also stress the innocent little children that are being killed from the constant bombing, which, you know, I was thinking about this, John, I think maybe we mentioned it last, or I don't know if I mentioned this on your program last night or not, but one of the things that came to my mind is like this here, if you really want to try to limit those civilian casualties, really the smartest thing for Israel to do, if, if it really, you know, you got to go in there and decapitate Hamas, they should have just minimal targeting if they had to use some bombing in order to try to hit some of the main points with Hamas, but then you're going to just have to deal with a ground invasion. Even if you just do it slowly but surely to try to protect your soldiers, but just inch by inch, starting at the north end and just working your way all the way through the city, that's the way you get rid of Hamas. That's how you go and find out where the, these fighters really are. Um, you know, not not sitting there just flattening the entire city and causing so much calamity. I mean, it's it's no different than Hamas coming in there and just killing Israelis by the hundreds, over a thousand Israelis. So anyway, let, John, let me, I, I'm really just enjoying listening to you tonight. I don't get to do that very often. <laughs> so, so here's, so here would be my contribution to that thought. They have to keep the momentum up because you, you have to focus on the end game. If you don't focus on what the end goal is, then you're going to miss. You know, you, you, can, you can get into an analysis paralysis dynamic. So right now, they're, they, they, they got their momentum going. They've got, you know, protests by, you know, humongous protest hundreds of thousands of people stadiums full of people it's unbelievable all over the world um it's pretty much uh, you know it looks to me like a fulfillment of luke tw uh, 21 verse 20 you know where you have all the armies surrounding jerusalem and then it it doesn't turn out good for israel by the way if you read the scripture now here's and by the way when it comes to Revelation chapter six, a lot of people be are they'll be like, well, first seal, second seal, third seal. Jesus had to pop, pop them in order. No, that is not true. The contents of their their scrolls, you see, so Jesus can come along and he can pop the seals all at one time, pop, 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 and then the scrolls which have the content in them can roll out in parallel. So we can have parallel. We have the global financial collapse, which is associated with the third seal in progress. We have uh, Russia already involved. And if you've looked at the coat of arms for the country of Russia, it's got a, uh, a, a saint on a white horse with a spear sticking it through a reptilian. And then, boy, if that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know. <laughs> not paying attention. But anyway, and then you've got the third seal. Uh, you know, all, all this is happening right now. Now, the fourth seal is arguably the beginning. It says, you know, the pale horse death, 25% of the earth. What's 25% of the earth? It's all of the West. Okay, you've got the, the, Europe, you know, the European Union, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, um, and the United States. That's pretty much 25% of the earth. If you look at it, if you know your geography at all. Okay, so so what we're seeing is we're seeing all of these things on, on happening. The Olivet Discourse and the events in the Olivet Discourse, pestilence, famine, all these things, you know, 
all these things are in progress. What 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 happened to us? You know what happened to us with with the. Uh, you know, the the stuff that we can't talk about here, are, you know, what recently happened to us over the last three years? How many people died? How many people are still dying? OK, that's pestilence by its definition. It's a type of pestilence. Yes. OK, so and, and don't even get me going on all of the, the food plants that have been burned to the ground. Bill Gates buying up farmland like crazy, all this kind of stuff. OK, the World Economic Forum and their plans to bring out central bank digital currencies, uh, 15 minute cities, um, uh, digital IDs, which, by the way, is a precursor to ultimately the mark of the beast. So we already got all that going in place. OK, don't get me going on the graphene oxide that was you know, used. And I, I know I, I have a person that I work with uh, at my workplace who went to Harvard and one of his professors was a nano uh, you know, basically a nanobiologist and, and he's well known and they were working. This is like six, seven, eight years. No, I'm sorry. This is probably more like 10 years ago. They were all excited about this new stuff called graphene oxide. Anyway, with, but this is the infrastructure for the mark of the beast. They need just as was, they need to be able to control mankind and ultimately be able to do it remotely. That's why 5g is very important because 5g, you have to understand what's called endpoints. You have to understand networking. The higher the frequency, the more endpoints you can have. It's not enough that you can talk to each cellular phone. That's an endpoint. But when the human body becomes an endpoint, now you need essentially 8 billion endpoints if they got everybody. So that's that's why they're dropping. You got black chemtrails coming out right now with gra graphene oxide. They're putting it in the water supply. They're putting it into the, the food supply. And it's, you know, thank God for uh, Luke 10 verse, you know, uh, uh, 19, uh, where it says, um, you know, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. <laughs> what kind of a coincidence is it? Jesus chose those words, serpents and scorpions. Behold, I give you and, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when you are walking, you know, as you ought to be in holiness and righteousness, you have divine protection. But if you're not, if you're not behaving yourself, well, then you forfeit it, right? Um, and I, I could get into Mark 16, 16, 17, and 18 where it says, and they will drink anything, you know, deadly and by no means hurt them. That word drink actually means to ingest, okay? That's when the viper bit Paul's hand on the island of Malta and all of the natives were like, wow, he's a god because he shook the viper off of his hand and the poison had nothing. It didn't touch him. Now, I, I, now I'm not going to get on that, but I, but I, you know, because that, that that's a whole preaching session. I'm not even going to go there. What when we look at the end game, when we know that central bank, look, 2030, 2030 is their target date. You go back and you look. The movies are so prophetic; it's unbelievable. You go back and you look at the movie They Live. They put on they they put on uh, uh, sunglasses. What do they see? They see the elites, but they're not human. What are they? They're the tares. Okay, they look like humans. They grow up like humans, but they are of what? Satan. Okay, these they, they are infiltrated all throughout the governments. That's why I call them the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. Okay? They're coming from Klaus Schwab. I have a personal friend who had a – I know it's hearsay, but it, it, he called me up on the phone, and he was alarmed. I told him about Klaus Schwab and who, what we're dealing with. And he was alarmed because he had a very close friend of his in college who was a ski instructor that was personally invited to go to the Davos whatever 2023 event. And he was there and actually was at the table. Now, Schwab did not pay him any attention, but he said that when Schwab walked up to his table, it was the most cold sense of evil that he had ever felt ever. 
He'd felt nothing like it. And this alarmed my friend, Mark, who I work with at one point. We're still friends. So much that he called me on the phone, interrupted my work day and said, I have got to tell you what happened with Klaus Schwab at the event because a ski instructor was there to, to teach the elites, you know, how to ski. Now, that's just one piece of the puzzle. You have to understand that these, these entities, okay, these tears, you can call them blue bloods, you can call them whatever you want to call them. They're infiltrated into all of the government systems, okay? I'm not going to get into, there's way too much detail here. But we need to know the end game because if you don't know the end game, your analysis is going to have some flaws in it. We have to understand that these entities, they, they want to kill the human population. They want the Georgia Guidestones to come real. As a matter of fact, it's my understanding that after the suspicious destruction of the Georgia Guidestones, they're being reconstructed, I understand. However, I haven't been able to confirm it somewhere over in the Middle East. But the point is this. They intend to reduce the population down to 500,000 or 500 million. Now then, how do you accomplish that? They have to do it by 2030. That's their goal. They've already missed their first goal. It was supposed to be 2021. Okay. That was, you know, the, the whole, I'm not going to get into the history there, but the bottom line is they missed the date. Now I'm not going to get into, I, I will mention this. Planet X is, by the way, it's mentioned in second Ezra 15 verse 40. It's called the horrible star. Did you know? That the 1611 King James Version of the Bible, 1611, had first and second Esdras in it. It was later removed. It it not only so the point I'm trying to make is they know you know people think that these ancient writings are mythology. That's that's not true. That is absolutely false. The ancient writings are essentially historical writings. Now, I'm not going to get into all the details of Planet X because that's a whole other show, and that, that, that'll be like hours of time. But when these entities know – and by the way, uh, Matthew 24, 29, they will see the sign of the Son of Man. Okay, It doesn't say they're going to see the Son, the son of Man. Says so they will see the sign of the Son of Man coming, and then, it, and then it says, and all of the tribes of the earth will mourn. Okay. Everybody thinks it's going to be Jesus, you know, showing up. No, no, that, no that's not the the whole point. It, the the point there is to see the sign of the Son of Man, which is really a reference to essentially Planet X, which is also referred to as the Destroyer of Nations. I think in Jeremiah four five or five four. Don't even get me going on the on the horrible star in Second Ezra fifteen verse forty eight. Okay, forty to forty eight. It talks about that. Now, all these things are happening right now. Okay, they're in progress. I have photographs of the FAA imagery of a very large – anybody who types second son, two sons into Google, I don't care. Look at the images. People try to t pawn it off as, uh, you know, uh, sun dogs. It's not. It's not. Because the Planet X solar – it's a solar system. You have to understand that. It's a whole solar system. And a brown dwarf, when it collapses – by the way, there's a movie out there. It's prophetic. It's a TV series called Impact, not Deep Impact. Don't get confused. It's called Impact. And I think it's on free V for free or something like that. And it's about a brown dwarf that they missed. I have a scientific paper, an actual copy of it, from Cornell University from a scientist named Iorio. And it's called On the Eccentricity of the Moon. He used laser detection uh, equipment 
and measured the fact that the moon is now on an elliptical orbit around the sun. The reason why we're having the, the strange weather dynamics that we were having, signs in the sun and the moon and star seas roaring, is because as this collapsed yellow dwarf star, star which is minus 273 degrees Fahrenheit, as any brown dwarf would be, you cannot see it without infrared attachments. That's why the Lucifer attachment is put on the Mount Graham telescope. Because they needed to have a, it's actually called the Lucifer attachment. You got to use DuckDuckGo and look for a uh, popular mechanics article. It is still there, and it confirms that that attachment, which is infrared, was put on the Vatican VAT telescope on Mount Graham. Now, but the, so were all the other telescopes outfitted with it because they need to be able to see it. It's too black. It's too black. You can't see it, and that's also covered in the TV series. Now, that is part of this whole dynamic. Now, let's let's they are hurrying. These entities are hurrying. They need to bring about destruction. They need to kill off the human population as fast as they can. Well, how do you do that? Which, well, they obviously weren't able to, to dupe uh, Putin into striking them so that they could go ahead and go to a hot live war. OK, they, they were they failed. They couldn't do it. We're already 18 months into the whole Ukraine deal. Okay, now all we have is a bunch of rubble and dead dead soldiers. It was absolutely horrible. Don't even get me going on the testimonies of the of, of the Russian soldiers in tears, uh, saying that they were carving up children like piglets. I'm not going to get into that. The, the stuff that happened in in the Ukraine was absolutely horrible, and the people that lived there were victims, and they're still victims even today. It's a horrible thing. Just like the things that are happening in Israel, they are victims. No different than the victims that died during 9/11. These entities want us dead. Now, when you understand that that's the end game, things start to gel. Now they make sense. Now we understand why General Wesley Clark what mentioned the seven uh, countries that needed to be – look, North Korea, not part of the central banking system. Iran, not part of the central banking system. Russia, not part of the bank. You see what I'm saying? There's a pattern here. They use the money as a control, and if you don't submit to their control, they kill you. They use jackals in the CIA. They shoot you. And they take you out, and then they put in their own government. All right, now, hopefully you understand these dynamics. When they can't do all of that stuff, they go to war, and they want Iran taken out. The problem is we're dealing with a whole different kind of Middle East right now. They want World War III. They want death. When you understand that part of their goal is to collapse the United States, they want the United States wiped out. The United States is a problem for them. It's been a problem for them for many decades. Okay, they it's because each one of the each one of the states in the United States of America is essentially its own country. It's basically another form of the European Union. The problem is that they all have their own with a, with a couple of exceptions. They all have their own uh, governmental system, uh, you know, ju judicial, executive and, 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 and you know, br the three branches. So the, the point is, it makes it exceedingly difficult for these entities to collapse the United States. But they're going to they're going to. And you can see that this is happening in real time. We already see the United States. Nobody wants to buy the United States Treasury bonds. Look at the cost of food. Look at the shrink, the, the, the shrinkflation that's been going on. It used to be you could buy for three dollars about 10, 15 years ago. You could buy for three dollars more peanut butter than you could eat in three years. And now look at it. These tiny little bottles. OK, so our situation is far worse than we realize. Nobody wants the, 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 the gold. There's nothing back in the United States money. It's completely fiat. Everybody knows this. Even the, the, there's over two quadrillion. Did you even know that that's a real number? I, I was blown away. Now, I knew it was technically, but the point is this two quadrillion in derivatives debt just for the real estate market alone in the United States. We are literally the pull of a lever 
away from this country collapsing. We've already lost the Middle East. Okay, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia has already decided he's going to join up with BRICS. So that means that the petrodollar is, is going to collapse. When that happens, guess what? Bye-bye. They just aren't ready to pull the lever yet. Okay, everything has to be synchronized because they need to be able to maintain control. They don't want a French Revolution dynamic occurring. They don't like that. They want to maintain control. And that's how this – so now – now let's back it in. Now that we know what the end game is, now we know that they want to destroy the West. They want everybody to be dead. They want yeah. to kill off all the people. When you understand that, now you know what their motivation is. When you understand that motivation, you can say to yourself, I know why they did the 9-11 thing, and I know why they had another triple 9-11 occur over in Israel. The purpose for that is to create World War Three, because they want us to kill each other. Okay, that is the key. We think now. I'm not saying they're not going to take our guns away. Or, you know, the the guns of the population away. They are. I have no interest in guns. I personally believe in the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, casting out devils and taking control of entities and 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 the power of the words Father, forgive them for they know what know not what to do. I'm a spiritual warfare type of guy, and I always will be. But anyway, all that being said. They're, they're, they don't, right now, they don't want to come for your guns. Everybody, they want you to think they are. Because if you think they are, and you're a gun sort of a person, okay, guess what you're going to do? Every single time they take a, a, a satanic ritual abuse mind control slave, thank you, Spritz, uh, Fritz Springmeier. And by the way, he, those were trumped up charges against the poor guy. He was thrown in jail, just like uh, John Todd. But anyway, anytime there's a whistleblower, they always end up trumping up charges, putting, planting drugs, and putting them in federal prison for a long period of time, whatever. That, but he's out now. But the point is this. They use satanic ritual abuse methods, okay? And, and I'm not going to get into that. It's pretty horrible stuff. But they use those to create, to separate the soul. It creates what's known, it used to be known as multiple personality disorder. But now it's called disassociative identity disorder. So it's SRA DID. These, when they send out their entity, these people that are controlled, because what they do is they do satanic ceremonies and they have these powerful walk-in demons go into the split souls. When they can, through trauma, that's why we don't remember things. When we're in a horrible car crash and it's just absolutely terrible, why is it that we don't remember the worst part of the car crash? Because God has programmed us to not remember really horrible, traumatizing things. But the devil takes advantage of that, and then they do ceremonies, and they get demon walk-ins to, to live inside those soul rooms. Now, that allows them to use them for their evil purposes. And they can literally, just like you see in the movies, it's for real. They, they can call up in the middle of the night, say some code words, and that person will go to their closet, get a gun, go into a theater, and shoot the place up. But they do it on purpose because they want to make a big fuss and say, we're going to have to institute all kinds of gun laws. And then what does everybody do? Everybody runs to all the gun stores, buys as much ammunition as they can possibly buy, buys as many guns as they can possibly buy, because that's exactly what they want you to do. They are controlling you. And they do that because they need us to kill each other. Because when we kill each other, we're doing their job for them. Very true. Or, 
It, it really is. And over in China right now, don't even get me going on the social credit system and all the creepy weirdness that's going on over there, the uh, facial surveillance systems, and Klaus Schwab, for crying out loud, lifting up China and holding them up before the entire world and the world leaders and the corporatocracy that is you know, the fascist world that's running. You know, too, too um, uh, important to fail kind of thing, you know, that whole Lehman Brothers is no good, but uh, General Motors, you got to prop them up. That is fascism. Okay, and all this stuff, don't, IBM involved in Auschwitz, don't even get me going, folks. If, if you know any of your history and you realize they've been doing this stuff for a really long time, don't eat, eat, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but if you take a pencil and you draw lines between the five worst death camps in Europe during World War II, guess what it creates? A pentagram. Guess what's in the shape of a pentagram in the United States of America? The Pentagon. Okay, these things are not so complicated, but it's right in your face. They don't even try to hide it from you. They want us dead. Now we know why everything that's happening over in Israel is happening. Now we know why. They have to keep the momentum. They cannot allow anybody to think for a moment as a matter of fact, they're arresting people in Israel right now. If they even so much as utter one tiny little word in favor of, you know, those bad people on the other side of the wall, if they say anything, they will arrest you in Israel right now. This is how deadly serious. This is like another, don't even get me going on the whole, you know, capital of the United States thing. That's horrible enough. And don't, you know, and no, they didn't release the tapes. No, but everybody knows. Everybody ought to know if you don't know. But the, the point I'm trying to make is all these things are for a reason. And, and that reason, look, look, come on. Trudeau, please? Trudeau is backing Israel? Really? The United Nations is backing Israel? Tell me, are you kidding me? We have seen a paradigm shift occur worldwide. And you know who's outspoken the most? Are the people that are part of the BRICS nations. The West, the United Nations, all of, all of the ones that are trying to kill us, they're backing it. They're like, this is another 9-11. They have every right to stand up for themselves. They need to go in and flatten Iran. They need to bomb, 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 bomb Iran. And that's all they're talking about right now. You know why? Because they're going to do it. And right now, I have, even on my computer screen as we speak, I have reports coming in where there were uh, there was a, a, a missile strike in, uh, can you believe it? It is right now, it is in Jerusalem, it is 5 a.m. And about an hour ago, there was a missile strike that hit uh, in, in northern Egypt, I guess. I don't know if it went, we don't have the details yet, this is the point. What about the Israeli tank hitting the uh, guard tower in Egypt? I mean, all these things that are happening, they're just suspicious. And and when you, and again, like I said, when you know the end game and you back your way into it, when you know that 2030 is their big year, they've made no secret about it. They're very overt. They're very public in what their goals are. You will eat the bugs. Listen, they're actually doing that stuff. They're putting bugs in the food. They're inoculating. They're doing things to the animals. Okay, when you when you take that gigantic, the really big picture, the ISS space shuttle vision, okay, or whatever, uh, space station vision. When you look down on the Earth and you look at that game of risk and you see all the players on that game of risk, who's who and who's backing who and what their goals are, all of a sudden it starts to make sense. And when you read, I'm going to shut up after this one point. Just for feel for thought, folks. Feel for thought.
because I am a strong believer that we are way, way further along into the end times than most people. I've been doing doing the tribulation now radio show for over 12 years, over 7,000 shows, and um, and uh, folks, every, we we cover everything from. Look, Stephen came on the show. He found alien invasions in the, the, the Old Testament. He came on the show to talk about it. You know why? Because Isaiah 13 is an alien invasion. Read it. It says, from the far ends of the Shamayim, our Heavenly Father sends an army to the earth to reap, to reap judgment upon the people. They chop, they ravage your wives and they chop your children into pieces for crying out loud. Okay, when you start putting all these things together and you know how horrible the Great Tribulation is and you realize that we, there's extremely high level of likelihood that we are, I would, I would, I would, I, I would not believe it, not for a second. I believe with all of my heart that we are in the middle of the Revelation chapter 6, that the Olivet Discourse essentially overlays like a, like a, like a, um, like an overhead projector for those of you who are old enough to remember them. You know, when they did geometry class in, in school for some of us, they would take transparencies with, you know, hexagrams and triangles, and they would put them on the overhead projector, and they would line them up, okay, so you could see the relationship between different shapes and geography, all right? Well, now, you can take the Olivet Discourse, you can take Isaiah 17, uh, Damascus will be turned into a ruinous heap, put that on your list, that's coming any time now, okay, all these things. Okay, they, they all overlay each other. Look, check it out. Revelation 6 verse 12 says there will be a great earthquake. Guess where else there's another great earthquake? And by the way, it's a worldwide earthquake. It shakes the whole earth. Isaiah 24, the earth rocks to and fro like a drunkard. Okay, guess where else there's another great earthquake that's worldwide? Right in the middle of the Gog and Magog invasion in Ezekiel 38 verse uh, 19. Take a look. It starts out by saying that Israel is going to have an earthquake. But if you keep on reading, it tells you that it's worldwide. It's the same earthquake. So in the middle of the hot war that is about to occur, there's going to be a great earthquake that is going to kick off the sixth seal. And I'm telling you, folks, that's the day of the Lord. But, you know, you can get it, you know, the prophet Ethan Rodriguez and others, many other people, Sarah Manet from 1979, she saw it. A meteor strikes the Earth. It's not an especially large one, but it doesn't have to be. Off the coast of Puerto Rico. This is the, the opening sh shot from our Heavenly Father in the beginning of the Sixth Seal. Okay? Look, you've got your three days of darkness. It, it, that's The sun turns black as sackcloth of hair. Okay? But... <laughs> You, you've got, uh, uh, you know, the stars fall from the sky shake, like a fig tree shaken by a mighty wind. What is that? That's Satan being cast down from heaven with his fallen angels. It aligns with Revelation uh, 12 where it says that the, the, the great dragon will be cast down, you know, to the earth. It, it, everything lines up and we are right in the thick of it right now. So if you look at Revelation, uh, I'm sorry, to Jer uh, Luke, okay, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet after this. Uh, I just got to... Oh, let me find my little scrolly wheel. And my computer better not take a dive on me. Okay, here we go. Um, almost there. Okay, so listen to this. In Luke, Luke 21 is part of the Olivet Discourse. So basically, they asked Jesus, they said, hey, you know, what do we got to look for at the end of times? You know, what is the sign that, you know, give us, give us some more information about what, what kinds of things are going to be happening on the earth that we need to be watching for? Okay, because remember that the Church of Thessalonica was so pumped up about Jesus coming, Paul had to go in and kind of like you know tell him a thing or two. 
He said that, you know, that the day of Christ is not going to come until this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens. Power signs, lying wonders, all this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, the revealing of the Antichrist, which is right around the corner, by the way, so buckle up. All right, but look at here, Luke 21, 20. Okay, what's in Luke 21? If you start at Luke 21, 20, what do you see? And what comes after it? Right after Luke 21, 20, 20 through 24, you see an interesting thing where, where Jesus essentially says, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says, it, it's a fig tree. He says, look at the fig tree. When you see the fig tree starting to bud, you know, that, you know that the time is near. You know that the season is upon you. Okay? We are the fig tree generation. What do you see right after the fig tree warning? You see Jesus say, pray always to be counted worthy, to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth, and stand before the Son of Man. Do, does, is there anybody listening to this show right now that wants to be here for what's coming? The central bank digital currencies, uh, you know, the, the social control of, of everybody, the things that are happening in China, these things are coming to us right now. They've already instituted them in Brazil fully. Okay, they're coming here to the United States. Folks, we are not exempt to these things. The Bible is global in scope. So let's just take a quick peek at Luke 21, 20. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, know that desolation is near. Well, gee whiz. Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, let the reader beware. Well, when Jesus said, let the reader beware, or the, or the, the Holy Spirit or whatever, uh, for who the author, but the point is this. It means that whatever you think it is, it's not. It means you're going to be wrong. It's going to be something that you never even thought of. Okay, I could give you, I could give so many examples because I, I am a Bible mystery hunting guy, just like Stephen is, and that's why we get along so well. But look what it says. It says, "Then you know that desolation is near, the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place. The holy place is a body. It's a human body. It's a human body. The temple 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 body." Okay, so now we, we, we know what we're looking for. We know that we're on the edge of the manifestation of the Antichrist at any time right now. And there's no place in the Bible that says there has to be the killing of a, a red heifer. These are all things that people believe. That's what they believe. But these are not in the New Testament. They're not. And the New Testament is what? A new covenant. A new eternal contract from Jesus. It is the love covenant. We are to love one another. That is it. We are sheep led to the slaughter. We give a drink to thirsty enemies, and we give food to one that is hungry. That is who we are. Read the New Testament. Understand where we are right now. And it says right here, it's, we're running out of time, folks. It says, it says right here, then let those that are in Judea flee to the mountains. It says run for it. Why? Because guess what? It's going to tell you in a second here. It says, let those who are in the midst of her, Israel, depart. Okay? And then, interestingly, in verse 22, 21, Luke 21, verse 22, it says, For these are the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Well, when Jesus read the Isaiah scroll in the temple, in, 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 um, in Isaiah 60, verses 1, 2, 3, whatever, he stopped right before he got to the part about the, 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 the day of vengeance of God. He stopped right before that statement, and he sat down mysteriously in the temple. And everybody's like, well, why did he stop reading? Well, that's the key, because these are the days of vengeance right now. And then it says in verse 23, it says, but woe to those who are pregnant and blah, blah, blah. But here's the, here's the really unfortunate part. 
For there will be great distress in the land. It's talking about Judea. It's talking about Jerusalem. The, the armies are surrounding Jerusalem. Look at what's happening, folks. Please look at what's happening right now. They want this war to happen. They want people to die. This is the 9-11. Okay? They want... It's, the, it, 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 it's happening before your eyes. And it says, For there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people and they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled that's in Luke 21 folks for crying out loud that is when the we are the fig tree generation these things are being made manifest before our eyes okay we're watching this all unfold now I'm not going to get into a debate. I'm not going to say that, you know, I don't have a margin of error. I'm, you know, this isn't, you know, we're not supposed to do that, and I won't do that. I, all I will do is I will say, please take a look. If you just look at all of the data, then you understand why Jesus said in Luke 21, 36, pray always to be counted worthy to escape all of these things and, st and stand before the Son of Man. Where's the Son of Man? He's waiting for the bride of Jesus Christ to show up at the wedding supper. We are so close, folks. And you know what? Could it take a while? Oh, yes, it could. Is there going to be a 2024 election? Well, Colonel Douglas McGregor doesn't think so. Tucker Carlson doesn't think so. Alex Jones, no matter what you think of him, doesn't think so. I mean, the list just goes on and on. There's, they don't think that's, that we're even going to make it to 2024. Tucker Carlson said that he believes that we're going to be in a hot war with Russia, and Russia is going to defend Iran. You can believe it. You can believe it. And the Vilna Gaon, who probably isn't a very Christian uh, uh, seer, but this person was a seer and has gotten a lot of things right. I don't, I don't know if the, the Vilna Gaon was, was Christian or not. I really don't. I haven't done my homework heavily on that. But the point is this. This particular individual said in one of their prophetic words or whatever that when you see Russia entering into Istanbul, which essentially is, uh, you know, uh, the uh, capital of Turkey, don your Sabbath clothes because the Messiah is here, is going to be coming. Well, guess what? Their Messiah is not Jesus. Warning! Warning. All right. So, folks, this is a very exciting time to be alive. And I think that's why Stephen brought me on here is to try in a very in a short period of time. I'm sorry if I talk too fast, uh, but there are rewind buttons, and you can go back and listen and you know <laughs> try to pull it all together. Thank thank you Jesus for those rewind buttons. But the point is this: I cannot imagine this can be in anything else. The people out there that are trying to save the world, they mean well. They want. They want this all to come to an end. I'm not going to sit here and name, name after name after name after name of these people. A lot of them call themselves patriots. They call themselves... I, I don't. I call myself a citizen of heaven. I am in love with Jesus. He is my first love. And as it says in the book of James, anyone who is friends with the earth is at enmity with God. And I don't know about you, I don't want to be at enmity with our Heavenly Father. Because the number one commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your... I mean, folks, do you have any idea how much love that is? That's a lot of love. That's a lot of love. And if we're not compliant 
with the first and greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and Jesus is not our first love, do you perceive yourself being invited to the wedding supper? These are the kinds of questions we need to ask ourselves now because it appears to many of us that we're running out of time. And that is one of the most exciting things. While everybody else is freaking out, I am full of joy and happy because I'm going to be hanging out with Tom Horn. I'm going to be hanging out with Chuck Misler. I'm going to be hanging out with people. And, and I believe and I want every single person that's listening to this program right now, please, in the name of Jesus, understand the stakes are very high. And what if, what if there's only a 10% chance that I'm right? Are you willing to take that chance? Don't do it. When the Bible says repent, it means stop it. And God is merciful. And it says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, it says, if we confess, because there's life and death and the power of the tongue, we're supposed to confess it, speak it forth, and say, Father, I am sorry for doing this, and mean it. I am sorry for doing that, and mean it. Because 1 John 3, 7 says, he who practices righteousness is righteous just as he, Jesus, is righteous. All right? And 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess of our sins, our Father is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It is not too late because you've got the parable of, that Jesus, wonderful parable, I love this parable. It's a parable of the, um, uh, of the uh, workers in the vineyard. Jesus paid the workers in the vineyard the same amount of money, which is representative of rewards, even though a whole bunch of them showed up super duper late, you can show up late and still receive these rewards. You have time to repent. You have time to turn away from it. You have time to stop looking at porn. You have time to stop doing bad things to your body. I'm not going to get into it, but read your Bible. Understand that you are the temple of the living God, the Holy Spirit, and treat yourself that way. Okay, and then and take it seriously. Seek the Lord Jesus. Pray. Say, Father, I don't love you the way I need to. Get on your knees and mean it. Put a little bit of heart into it, just like um, uh, 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 King Hezekiah did. In 2 Kings 20, verse 5, it says, Our Heavenly Father tells him, after he already said, basically, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Our Father said, Hezekiah, you're out. Your game is over. And Hezekiah sought God and said, I and, and, and our Heavenly Father said to him, I have seen your tears, and I will answer you. Our Father is merciful. You have not run out of time. Do not feel like this is too big of a hill to climb. It is not. And you have been blessed because, guess what? Just look around. Who wants to stay here? What's on this earth that any of us want? I don't know what, what it is, but I surely have no interest in it at all. If, if, if an angel showed up in my room and said, hey, you want to come help, help set the wedding supper table? You know what? I'd, I'd be like, run, I'd be running so fast that uh, <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you know, where's the, where, you know, where do I get on? You know, where's the ship? How am I going to, you know, what, how do I get out of here? You know, I mean, that's how we should all be thinking. How soon can we be with Jesus? Is he your first love? Do you love your father? Are you willing to forsake all for him? Because those are the questions that you need to be able to say yes to, to maybe be counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and look at all this stuff as no big deal. Because it isn't to us. 
We aren't from here, and we're not staying here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't know what's more exciting. To, to me, these days are the most exciting days. I've been waiting for this forever. Now, granted, I don't like to see people suffer. Don't take me wrong. But the Bible does tell us in Psalm 91, those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, which, by the way, is a pretty tall order, so you better be dedicated to the Father to get that. Not everybody gets that. You've got to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You need to seek the Lord with all of your heart. You need to love Him. And then you get the benefits of the protections in Psalm 91. There's always a condition. Our Father is quid pro quo. He wants something from you. He wants your love. He wants your dedication. Jesus wants your love. He wants your dedication. And we need to forgive everybody. Because we are not a part of this earth. It may not feel like that sometimes, but we're not. We're not. We are citizens of heaven. Citizens of heaven. And I'm going to close with this little first. Uh, this is a second century letter. This is an actual letter. It's in the book, The Pilgrim Church, written by E.H. Broadbent. And it's talking about the early Christians. He writes, Christians are distinguished from other men, neither by country nor language. Remember, this was in the first century. When it says second century, what it really means is the first 100 years. It was, you know, the first 100 years. Okay, so again, it says Christians are distinguished from other men, neither by country nor language. Living in such places as the lot of each of them has determined, and following the customs of the natives in respect to clothing, food, and the rest of their ordinary conduct. But they display to us their wonderful and confessedly striking method of life. They dwell in their own countries, but simply as sojourners. As citizens, they share in all things with others, but yet endure all things as if foreigners. Every foreign land to them is as their native country, and every land of their birth is as a land of strangers. They pass their days on earth, but they are citizens of heaven. They obey the prescribed laws, but at the same time they surpass the laws by their lives. They are reviled, and they bless. And that was written in the second century. Amazing. And how much of this have we forgotten? Anyway, praise God. I hope that you are excited about the days that we are in right now. And remember the power of your prayer. We should be praying for the lost, praying for each other, and seeking our Lord Jesus with all of our heart. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Stephen, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, brother. It's all right. Listen, uh, one thing, too, that's going on right now. I've just got a message uh, in from a friend of mine there and uh, said that Iran and Russia both have said if Israel continues to bomb Hamas, they will set the U.S. on fire. Uh, and then I asked for clarification on Russia. Um, and... Uh, and that the answer was yes, Russia also making that statement. I've not been able to verify that directly, but, you know, truly one thing's for sure, we are definitely living in the last days there. And I know you. one of the things that uh, you'd mentioned I thought was very interesting is going into Luke 21 here, uh, and, and especially this part about, know that the desolation thereof is nigh, um, 
just some of the things that you elaborated on on that, John, was just very interesting to me. And, uh, and, and especially knowing all these things, these signs and things like that that would come. And, 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 I, and one thing I definitely agree on is that people do not have to be afraid. I mean, if you're in Christ, what, what need do we have for fear? Uh, this is the whole purpose of being in Jesus Christ is not to be fearful because it, it doesn't matter what happens uh, here in this realm, on this earth, etc. So, and, and, and I so agree too that people need to be in prayer more and more than ever before. Um, you know, that we're, we're just, we're, we're truly living uh, in, in, a, in the last days here and, you know, it's, it's just becoming more apparent. And, you know, so I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm in awe at the things that we're watching, things that we're seeing right now. And, and I have felt more and more compelled to teach more so because of the hour that we're living in uh, to try to help people to get ready for the things that are coming, um, you know, because we are... We're definitely we're we're definitely living in those last days. There's just no doubt about it. Um, and uh, so I, I want to thank you, Brother John, for for joining us tonight. Uh, we had 1.4 thousand people that are listening live right now, uh, and I am sure, especially you, get into all these historical things as well. And like you said, I, th I thought it was kind of cute when you said, you know, you talk a little fast, forgive you for that, but said you can always go back and press rewind. <laughs> so I thought, I thought it was pretty good because I was sitting there kind of uh, looking occasionally at where people are commenting just to see what's going on there. And I just so happened to catch one person right, right, at, right before you said that said, well, he talks a little bit fast. But I'm trying to keep up, so there you go. That was a good answer for the people there. Just press rewind, go back, um, and, and the people can and ca can catch that. So at any rate, Tribulation Now, Blog Talk Radio, is where you can follow the work that uh, John does there. Uh, like I said, some very interesting content that he puts out. And, uh, and, and I appreciate the fact, too, that you're willing to come on at last minute. I know that even with your shows, you book well in advance because you're you're busy there. So uh, I really want to thank you, John, for doing that. And any any last uh, words or thoughts you'd like to share with the people? Um, if if you want, uh, the easiest thing is just tribulationnow.com. Just one word, tribulationnow.com. If you want to go and look at, see, I don't have to worry about anybody. Uh, Getting you know the evil ones getting worked up about the stuff that's on <laughs> Tribulation Now's website because because uh, I I found out that uh, when you talk about the really creepy weird stuff they just figured that no one's going to believe you anyway so that's pretty much what the Lord has led me to specialize in is the mysteries of the Bible uh, you know I'm and Stephen too really he he covers a lot I mean every time he touches on something new and amazing and you know, he did a special uh, at one point on the multiple times that the rapture is referred to in the Old Testament. Um, folks, there's so much exciting stuff going on, and it it's 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 just look around you. Think about this. In closing, think about this. Do you believe 
that ruling and reigning with Jesus means we're all going to walk out of a mansion and stand on a street of gold. And we're going to, in unison, say, hey, you squirrel, I command you to run up that tree in Jesus' name. I can pretty much tell you that's not the case. Look in the Hubble Space Telescope. Look at the Spitzer Space Telescope. Look at the trillions of galaxies that are out there and understand that that is all part of the kingdom of God. Okay? The kingdom of heaven is in heaven. Hebrews 12:22 it says you have come to this you know to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to an you know to to the heavenly Jerusalem. You know it's talking about heaven, to an innumerable company of angels. Folks, look at those space telescopes. How much life do you believe that God, how creative, how awesome is our Father? Why are we here? What is this all about? This all ought to be the most exciting thing. I mean, oh my gosh. Eternity. Rolling and reigning. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. First Peter 2.9. How incredible is that? This is an exciting day for us all. Yes, pray for the people that are hurting. Pray for God to touch them in dreams and visions and to bring them along with us because we're not staying here. Praise God. And that's. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> we're getting ready to go home. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate you coming on, being with us this evening. And... Uh, uh, listen, guys, like I said, you've already, uh, we've shared with you the website as well as uh, John's Blog Talk Radio program there. Uh, appreciate you guys all joining us here tonight as well. And uh, until the next time, God bless you all. And, uh, and John, thank you, my brother, for, for taking time out to be with us here tonight. Powerful blessing always, Stephen. You're awesome. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother.